everybody. Welcome to the Self-Evident Podcast. We finally got it right. It's all good. Welcome and good morning. You got Mike. You got Mass. You've got Easy E's Alarm. Again. Again. Is Which that like the second does, time? does that alarm ever actually do anything for you or <laughs> just up. goes off during the podcast? I'd love to tell you about my mic is muted right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm still muted. I can't even hear myself right now. <laughs> it's a wake up alarm. This is getting off to a great yeah, start. Here we go. Here we go. And here Another we're talking one. about rest. Yes. We can't have it. There, yeah, podcast can. over. <laughs> Set an Good alarm. luck if you. Uh, let us know God if bless. You find it. Yeah, <laughs> let us know if you find rest. All right, uh, Massey, you ready? Mm-hmm. We're gonna get right into this because we're running a little bit late, so you guys are gonna get jam packed full podcast. Um, I am still on my media fast, so of course I don't know what's going on in the world. Massey, is there anything I need to know? The world is weird. World Cup. I don't know. FIFA. Football. I don't, I don't care. About, I, I don't know nothing about it. Yeah. I don't care. So, since we all don't care, since none of us care, we're, we're here to get... bring you something special because <laughs> we don't care <laughs> about any of it. No, no, don't care. But if we did care, we would talk to you about rest. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. Sorry, guys. It is early. <laughs> you you got it. <laughs> this is so disjointed. This is so bad. Here we go. You got to understand. So, so we, we're we up at. Yeah, rest is human. We, we get here at 645. We're we up earlier than that. We're, well, yes. Uh, like Massey said, I'm usually up between about 2 and, <laughs> two two and, and 4 a.m. to write the podcast. Not quite that bad, but. Mass, <clears throat> what I want to do is I want to get into what you, kind of the revelation you had last week, because I think that's going to springboard us into this. We wanted to talk about rest because yeah. today's day and age is so chock full of stuff, fighting for your time. Yeah. And I will say personally, this whole fast thing from media has really kind of helped my head clear a little bit. And I think you guys would really benefit from us having this conversation. And it's going to be more of that, more of a conversation. Yeah. Theologically, spiritually, and, and actively. Please put your comments down or, 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 or rebuttals or, hey, you know, did you think about this? We like that when you guys do that because it, it brings a different perspective. Mm-hmm. I think what's important more than anything is like I could tell you scripture says he can tell you what scripture says. We can go and what the Constitution says. In reality, though, like. We all have a brain and God gives us different revelations. And that's a good thing as long as they don't contradict his word. So if the revelation brings you closer to God, praise the Lord. It gives closer to his standards, closer to who he is. Amen. Pulls you farther away. It's probably not a revelation from God. And I'll say it's probably a fleshy revelation. It pulls you away from the Lord. So uh, please feel free to comment and share and and do all that stuff. But today we're going to talk about rest. And one of the things that happened was I was in Virginia uh, with a friend of mine. Um, and another pastor friend, and we were out there, and, and we were doing some real good. What do you? I, I guess you could say seeking of our our soul, like Lord, right. like search my heart. David said, "Know me." Try. Uh, what did he say? Search my heart and know me, or something like that. Try me and know my thoughts, or something like that. He, I, I'm, it's early. We're waking up. Okay, chillax. I haven't heard that. Stop one in it. A while. Anywho's, 
we were we were talking about different things, and, and uh, one of the things we talked about was Colossians three, and we went through this whole thing of like what is flesh, what is spirit, and this pastor Chris is his name, he's from uh, Maryland, he's got a church, Lutheran Church of Our Savior, and it, it's it's he's a real Lutheran, he's not like the flaky Lutherans. Yeah. He is a real doctrinally based, like a Martin Luther. Lutheran. He's a Martin Luther Lutheran and, and very, very, very prominent grace teaching. That is not loose grace. It is a grace that frees you, but also wants you to love God and obey God from a heart of gratitude. Right. Incredible teaching. I mean, he's just a good dude. So we were walking through this whole thing and then we were outside and, and I posted a picture of the, we, my buddy Jake's got this, I don't know what you call it. It's like a little fire pit, you know, but, it's a cool little thing. It, it self-sustains. So it's like it oh, cool. feeds itself with wind. And, and I'm looking at it, I'm like, that thing does not have to force the flame to continue. You know how most of us have to do this? You know, once that thing's going, dude, the air feeds in and it circulates and it shoots out and no smoke happens. And I keep thinking about the fourth man in the fire. You know, when they went in the fire, they didn't come out smelling like smoke. Right. Yeah. And I'm thinking about that thing was so well built that you don't have to do anything to keep that flame going except feed it. Right. So I'm thinking in my heart, that is how God designed grace. I don't have to strive for his 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 finished work. I don't have to strive. And I know this may sound elementary to you, but I think we do lose this a lot. <clears throat> I don't have to strive to to prove worth, to prove self, to I was even thinking about just hear me before you comment on this. Actually, go ahead and comment. I don't care. Think of me as a father. And you see my son, Nathan, Isaiah, or Aaron next to me. And I'm out there working on the wooden fence, right? And they're just, hey, dad, dad, I need this from you, dad. Can you go make sure, dad, that I go get fed? And I don't answer, right? All of a sudden, the next day, they haven't eaten yet. The next day, they go, dad, I'm really hungry, dad. Next day, dad, I'm freaking starving. Week later, they're like, dad, why can't you hear me? And then I turn around, and I go, okay, now I'll feed you. Does that sound like a father to you? Probably not. And so I started to think about what is the striving in prayer for? What am I striving for? I started to think about how prayer works. Now, I'm not saying we don't intercede and, 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 and pray and press in. That's not what I'm talking about here. I was striving for little things like, Lord, why can't this happen? Why doesn't provision happen here? Why doesn't this? And I was striving and striving. I wasn't getting answers. And I thought, what is going on here? Why am I not resting in the grace of Christ? So then I went to Matthew and uh, I started reading Matthew 11. And then it talks about, it says, uh, come unto me, all of you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest, right? And it's like, come unto me, all you labor and heavy laden, I'll give you rest. So I was thinking, okay, but I'm tired, blah, blah, blah. I come to God. I repent of my sin. He gives me rest, right? Then he says this really cool part, and this is where revelation hit me. I'm physically tired. I'm mentally tired a lot. You know, like there's a lot of things going on in our families, a lot of the things uh, that I was making excuses for not to be disciplined in, you know, different things. And I'm tired. But then he says this, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Right. For he says, I'm meek and lowly of heart. And then he says, you shall find rest for your soul. That hit me. Rest for my soul, not rest for my flesh, not rest for my brain, rest for my soul. So then it got me thinking. Can a man truly and a woman truly find rest when their soul is not at rest? 
if you're constantly having to strive for things that you know God already promised, if you're having to strive for things like, hey, I, I think he needs to notice me more, so I need to do this. Hey, I, I did hear that the Lord said that, but I'm going to do it my way a little bit because I think God needs a little help. You know what I mean? When your soul is at rest, and how do you know your soul is at rest? When it's found in, in the finished works of Christ. I now know my soul is at rest. I don't have to strive for anything. I don't have to think about anything. My soul is at rest. When my soul now is at rest and I know that, I can rest in my flesh because I don't have to try to do anything to be God's. I don't have to try to do anything to be Pastor Todd's assistant pastor. I don't have to try to do anything to be your best friend, right? I'm just me. Now, because of rest, God gives me the works to do as an assistant pastor. He gives me the works to do to be a best friend. He gives me a brother. He gives me the works to do to be a minister in self-evident. He gives me the works to do to make sure other people come on board and help us. That is where the works come from. Now, again, some of you may think that's elementary and maybe some of you are walking in this grace, but I have literally walked, I've walked this thing out so many times where it's like, I grew up, uh, when I got saved, it was very strict, uh, works-based. It was, it was, it was, you need to prove you got to bring forth fruits worthy of repentance. So go make bare fruit. And the whole teaching was bear fruit, bear fruit, bear fruit. Right. And that teaching itself, when I, when, I, when I preached on it, the Bible says that you bear fruit through the spirit so that the spirit bears fruit through you. That when he prunes the tree, it's because you are bearing fruit. Who bears the fruit? It's not my works. If my works could do it, I wouldn't need Jesus. It is literally resting in the finished works of Christ. It's stopping and strive. You can't strive about this. Either Christ died for you resurrected for you and he's your savior and he's the king of your heart and he's the king of your life and he now is lord or he's not and he's not performing what he said he would do and if you're in that crux this one's for you because i've been this is like since 2001 i've been saved and i've and it just took me up until three four like i started to study this out by me two three years ago rest stuff and it wasn't until two three months ago that he really just dropped this on me where it's like I'm at rest because he makes me at rest. I'm at rest in peace now. Like, I'm going to be honest with you guys. Self-evident can stop tomorrow, and I could quit being an assistant pastor and go work a normal job, and I am still his, and it's okay. Most people, and you're probably one of them, and if this hits you in your heart, y'all couldn't do that because you're like, no, God gave me this ministry, though. God did this for me. God said I should do this. What if he told you to stop? What if that obedience step was to start it and then stop now? Would you be okay with it? Or would you still strive against that? I'm at that point where it's like, I don't care anymore. I've done a lot. Like Paul said, oh my gosh, you think you guys speak in tongues? I speak more. Dude, I could sing that song, right? We've gone everywhere, dude. Preached to so many different things, people. We've been to public schools, colleges. We've done more than the average ministry. I'm sorry to say, but it's true. We, we've done a lot and we could sit there and throw all of our works at it. <laughs> you know what God's saying? That's cool. I could have used Joe to go do that too, but I chose you. So get off your stinking high horse, you dummy. You know what I mean? And he's my father, so he says dummy in a nice endearing way. But like, it's that I don't have to strive for this anymore. Self-evident was never mine to begin with. Assistant pastor was never mine to begin with, right? Me being a friend with you, that was not a fleshy thing. How that all happened, our testimony, that was not a fleshy thing. I didn't do anything to make that happen. God did. Why am I striving to put cherries on top of what he gave me? Right. Let him put the cherry on top. That's where the rest is. I can't do anything for this. 
I just obey what he's telling me to do, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And that, that idea of one thing that I want to connect to that is you can't boast, right? So that we can't boast. Exactly. It's not of our own, you know? And when we, when we try to pick it up, then we start trying to boast on it, right? Well, I, I and not that you were boasting, right? People might that was, make that connection, but like I, was, I did this, I was doing I did that this, on purpose. I did this, right? I was right? doing that on purpose. Exactly. Yeah. It's like we've done a lot. It's not of us. It's it's truly not of us. So there's no reason for us to boast. It's like we were obedient to what the Lord gave us. And then what I love about that is exactly what you're saying is when you let go that responsibility of I've done this and I've done all of a sudden it doesn't matter if the Lord takes it away. True. It's that whole open hand concept. Which is a place of peace. It's a hard place to be, though. It is. It's a very hard. There's place. a line you flirt with what God has given you. Mm -hmm. It's that hold on loosely song, you know, the 80s song. But then there's a place of, but Lord, I'm a steward of what you've given me. Right? Yep. So I'm, because I'm a steward, I've got to make sure it runs well. But notice you're a steward, not an owner. And I think that's where I was missing it. As y'all know, man, I'm pretty open on this thing, I'm pretty open when I preach. I was missing it. I was missing the fact that I'm not an I'm a steward, not an owner. And that is a that is a very hard place to be that God is the owner. And 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 I was uh I was borderlining making idols out of this because we gotta get out there. We gotta get out there to the public. And I'm gonna be honest with you, there are secular people who do what we do, not the God thing, but like the constitution thing, that have done ten times the work we've done, ten times the money. 10 times the works, 10 times the social media, and yet God has strategically placed us in places to go do and be effective, right? So you could do all those huge things. This is why you can't boast because it's like, I don't have room to boast. I did none of this, right? I was just obedient and stupid enough to drive 18 hours to go <laughs> preach at an event. You remember? Oh, yeah. Right? Sleeping in truck stop parking lots yep. because we didn't have money. You know, like, I'll do it. Sleeping in a, I slept in a golf course parking lot while remember we that? went and did a fundraiser. <laughs> and then we drove straight back to do another event. I mean, I'll tell you, like, what, that's, but still, you know, I look back on that. It was hard. Those were the funnest times. Oh, yeah. Because remember, we'd be at pilot truck stops. Yep. And we didn't have money for hotels, right? When we first started this yep. whole thing, we had nothing. And uh, we'd sleep in the truck stop parking lots, my wife and I and the kids, and we would go inside buy an $11 shower. All of us would shower, you know, cook ramen noodles in the microwave and then go to our events. Like, that's how it was. It wasn't easy. Like, th there's, no, there's nothing easy about it. But those were the times that connected us. The hardest times, I believe, in our lives, we try to go away from them. But if you look back at your hard times, they were the times that connected you to family the most. They were the times that connected you to your friends the most and the Lord. If you could look back on your tough times instead of running from them, when the Bible says in James that it brings forth peace, like uh, patience, uh, that trials, uh, what is this, count it all joy when you go through various trials. When you find rest is when you find joy in your trial. Yeah. It's like, I know, look at the good. When we were living in an RV because we had no money, right? We were living for a year. It was the hardest time of my life. Hardest time of my life because I'm like, I'm a loser. I'm a father. I should be providing. They should have a house. They should have this. My kids were running around that RV acting like we were on a giant camping trip, right? Yeah. The, guys, the, the trailer, the camper was 22 feet long. <laughs> it was small. My farts had names, okay? Like, I would name my farts because it was just so small. That room, that little camper, this is probably so bad to talk about. But my bathroom, I first thing I did was upgrade the toilet because I hate crapping in coffee cups. <laughs> you know what I mean? Those small <laughs> toilets. So I got the big one. 
and the door couldn't close. And this is probably way too much information, but I don't care. So, but I remember my boys, we would go, we'd go to bed every night happy and pray. That was the time I developed prayer with my kids. That was a time my oldest son got honest with me about where he was with me. That was a time where Carrie and I really figured out where our relationship was, where she figured out who she was. She, she goes, no, I'm not called to sit. I'm called to do work. So she started doing more for self-evident. Like she really found herself. I found myself when I went on those mission trips to Guatemala in that year. Then we, you know, it just the hard times are the ones where you can rest the most. And I think that's the hardest lesson to learn. Yeah. And those lessons carry you across, right? You And you look back, one story that, that I think about while you were talking was when your transmission crapped out on you on the way to what was it massachusetts or whatever <laughs> you were doing what 35 40 miles per hour for hours on end like those we in those moments we want to oh, drive hot. drive the car off a cliff right I was hot i was mad but you look back and it's like man i can't believe I did no that. it was my wife <laughs> right i remember we were going downhill so we we could only go like i think it was like 45 50 yeah and uh, we were going downhill, and she goes, it doesn't shake. It rides nice downhill. <laughs> She's laughing. I'm You're hot. hot about it. Like, it's just frustrating. Like, why doesn't this work, Lord? How come everyone else prospers, Father? Why is it that this happens? Why can't I get what they have? Look what you're doing. You're literally comparing yourself flesh to flesh. Ooh. That's what you're doing. Where's rest in that? Yep. Where's joy in that? There's a nugget right there. Right. Is is. I think one of the origins of not having rest is that that fleshly comparison game, that world comparison game. Why? Because it's it's so much coming in from the world. And this was one point I wanted to make is we are intaking so much all the time, fleshly. Social media, news, entertainment. All the time. Other people, right? We're taking it in all the time. Comparison's one of those things. We look around and we see everything everybody else has. And so we take that in and we're like, oh, well, they have that. But I don't know. All the, is there any rest when you're comparing constantly? Oh, come on. Right? Because then you're, you're putting God on the hot seat for not blessing you when he's already blessing you through the trial. Like maybe the blessing isn't supposed to be monetary, financially, none of that stuff. It's supposed to be joy, right. patience, peace. Money can't buy that stuff. And I want to I wanna point out something. Which, by the way, find rest in our merch. Yeah. Cyber Monday yeah. sale. Um, so what we're saying is your money really isn't giving you rest. So why don't you give us your money and you'll have rest? <laughs> we will oh. too. Ooh, I got close. <laughs> I got real close. We will too. <laughs> um, so Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Listen to this carefully. Do not be anxious about anything. Come on, dude. But in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to god so that first part is in everything don't be anxious go to the lord prayer and petition with thanks thank lord thank you so much for everything you have given me thank you so much for the fact that you're taking care of me here is is my petition now the second part and the peace of god which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in christ jesus now i think a lot of times we kind of gloss over the fact that it's we we do the equation, but we don't do the full equation. Here's True. here's what I mean. So so we say, okay, well, if I do prayer and petition with thanksgiving, then I'll have the peace that surpasses all understanding. Hold on. There's another element to that. All things 
Think about if you are in a life of prayer and petition yeah. in all things, in constant communion with God, you can't help but be at peace with truth. the truth. You can't help but be in his rest. And this was one of the things that I want to get into is that whole idea of communion with God is where you find rest. Come on, dude. There, there, it's, it's vital we get this because I think we decide that being, being at rest comes first. And then we'll commune with God. Well, if I can just rest, then I'll be with the Lord. Then I'll commune with him. But Psalms 37, 7 says, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. This is that idea of seeking the manifest presence of God. Are you willing to actually be patient and wait on the Lord? I think a lot of times we sit down and we go, okay, I'm going to pray. I'm going to seek God's presence. Lord, where are you? Yeah. Let's, Where are you, Lord? No, let's let's go with that for a minute. I know I so for 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 the lack of a better term, you and I have very similar paths. Um we we both were in situations where I feel we got hosed yep. on certain deals. Yep. Uh you were promised a bill of goods, it didn't happen. Uh same with me, yep. right? Like we both kind of have the similar kind of structure. Now, the 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 way you know you have rest in Christ is how you've overcome that very thing. So when people do you wrong, it's wickedness. It's wickedness what they do yeah. when they do you wrong, right? I understand that. Like, I get that. But that Psalm 37, finish that out. Because Psalm 37 is probably one of my favorite chapters. In it. And, I, and I want you to hear this because in that chapter, you should read it sometime. How come that guy prospers and he doesn't do it? He's not even saved. How did they, you know, I used to pray this to Lord, Lord, wicked people have houses. How come I don't have one? It took us... Mm. Till, till we were married 14, 13, 14 years to get a house. We'd never bought a house before because we didn't have the money for it. And I'd be like, Lord, wicked people have houses. I'm your servant here. What the heck? You know, not thank you, Lord. There's probably a reason for this, you know, right. blah, blah, blah. Right. I never I never thought that way. Uh, thank God for the house I have. Right. It, it waited that long. God waited that long to give me this one. Dude, my backyard is huge. Uh, you know, it's 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 a it's a one story house where I don't have to call, go up and down because, you know, um, you know, I don't want to clean all that house. It's got five bedrooms. One of them is my podcast studio. Yeah. And that look at all the room we have to go do what we need to do. Right. I don't need to spend extra money on things. God has let. So like when if you were ever to look at self-evidence financials. We don't make that much. And so we literally spend the dollar and I pull it back and I turn it over. Here's another dollar. So we have two dollars. <laughs> you know, that's how it works. Like we do. Right. I mean, yeah. you all know you've been on tour with us. Uh, what we bring in is very, very near and dear, and we we don't need more than that, you know. And we can always use more, but it's not about that. It's about being effective with what we have. If we don't go out, we don't spend it. We just we don't. So it's just how this always works. We, we we're not big on on being uh, frivolous. Right. Uh, but here's here's what I'll say in Psalm 37. I'll go back to this. We've been screwed. You've been screwed. I've been screwed as far as uh, old lives and 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 past things. He says this. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways when they carry out wicked schemes. Why is it we'll hold on to things like, well, Lord, you blessed them. I was in a ministry for 12 years that I got hosed in, okay? And I carried that weight for a long time, right? Until one day I said, that dude is breathing and he needs Jesus too. I mean, imagine like if I need Jesus all the time. I need Jesus every day, right? So I started to think he's... He's maybe lost or whatever. He knew what he was doing, but it's like the Lord has to sift that, not me. Yeah. 
That's not my job. If truly I've given my soul over to God and said, Lord, put my soul at rest, why am I fretting about what evil people do? Think about the burden that you're right. carrying. My job is to stand against their wicked schemes, right? Yeah. Like governments and all those other things. But as far as like me praying for them, that's why I can pray for Biden. That's why I can pray for Kamala Harris because their soul is at stake. What they do in the way, dude, they're, they're, what does that say? If, if you know the nature of the beast, don't be shocked by what it does. They're, they're wicked. They're of the world. So they're going to do those things, right? But their soul is what's missing right now before God. Their soul, they're separated from God right now. Okay. That's the issue. It's not what they do. Okay. I get all that. But dude, when y'all were in the world, did you need someone to breathe down your throat about how bad you were? Or did you need the goodness of God to come in and change your heart? That's what men and women need. So I think when we lose rest is when we try to fix people. And when they don't change, we get pissed off. And when they do us wrong, we get pissed off and bring bitterness. And you can't find rest in bitterness. You can't do it. No. And so the rest of Psalm 37 talks about, but Lord, I've seen the wicked prosper. I've seen this happen with the wicked. I used to say this about Hillary Clinton all the time. Like, how come she prospers? We, we're struggling, blah, blah, blah. And then he says something in there that is incredible. He says, then I walked into the congregation of the Lord, and then I saw their end. You know what he meant by that? Their end is of the Lord, not mine. Their end is God's, not mine. I have to make sure I'm walking upright before God. Psalm 15, who shall I send to the holy hill? He who walks uprightly, who does righteousness. You know, so like our place here in this world is, yes, we, 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 we revenge all forms of disobedience. Yes, we call out wickedness. Yes, we stand against nefarious things. But dude, the end goal should always be salvation for the soul. And if they don't want to be saved, dude, what's that one dude say? I think it was Spurgeon. Let them hop over our bodies before they go to hell. That's how we should be. And most of us aren't. No. We're standing in wickedness. And and we're we're cheering on their walk off the cliff. And that's hell. just as wicked as what you're condemning in them. Exactly. Because if even the Lord grieves the destruction of the wicked, shouldn't we? Um, and and there's a there's a whole lesson in that of the burden and the weight that we end up taking on when we start looking at all of that. Well, Lord, how come they don't? How come? How come? How come? You notice that the weight that that happens, where you can free yourself and say, "Lord, I I care about their souls, right? I I, yeah. I care about who they are yes, yes. in you, right?" And I think this first section of it is so important to get right because then the the second half follows. Be still before the Lord. We get so amped up when yes! we're trying to get in front of the Lord, right? Instead of, I'm going to wait on you. Yeah, you're God. Right. You you alone turn Pharaoh's heart. You learn, you know, to turn, turn, turn the world leader's hearts. What can I do? I'm just a man. You know what I mean? Dude, you can counsel someone to your blue in the flipping face until one day the goodness of God hits them and then poof. You had nothing to do with it except being righteous before God. That's all you had. You can't do any, anything to change somebody. You know what anxiety really is? Anxiety is a feeling of being out of control. Mm. It's a concern about being out of control. Well, what happens when we have anxiety? We're thinking about all the stuff that all the stuff that we can't control or all the aspects that we can't control. And I just I need to control it. I need to be in charge of it, right? You know, I think people confuse faith with being out of control. Things are supposed to be out. No. Right. Faith is walking into the unknown. That doesn't mean that everything's chaotic. It means we're just walking in things we don't know. And, and that faith is in the trust that the Lord is doing. Yes. Because he's in control. That We got to put more emphasis on that of, look, the Lord's in control of everything. I don't have to take on that anxiety. 
if I'm yoked with Christ, Christ is actually the one carrying the yoke. That's why it tells us, look, this That's is good. easy. This is light. Why? Because he's carrying it. He's got the control on all of I it. I think that's what it is. We think faith has to break the, the, the norm or breaks order, is out of order. It's not. I think people confuse that. Man, if it goes chaotic, that was the Lord. I, I don't see that in Scripture, though. Right. Here's what I do see. They stepped out in faith in something they didn't know but trusted that God knew. You, you get what I'm saying? <clears throat> in Jehoshaphat, he still he still had his armies laid out. He just sent the worshipers first. That wasn't out of order. There was still a structure. He had certain soldiers placed in certain positions. He puts the worshipers first. He was back here commanding the armies. Once the worshipers hit, okay, you know what I mean? So like there was still a structure yep. to being in war. There wasn't the, the structure didn't get destroyed by his faith. It was, I'm gonna do this because it's unknown. This is what I feel the Lord's telling me. But the structure was still there. Right. So I think we get this confused of chaos somehow tends to be God destroying the, I don't see that. I just don't understand that, you know, because in the structure, God, God loves discipline. Why would he be undisciplined in the discipline? That doesn't make sense. Yeah. That makes no sense to me. And we tend to decide that if it's of discipline, it's legalism. I get so tired of that comparison. <laughs> Dude, look at, okay. Can we go there for a minute? Yeah. Rest is real discipline. Yes. I'm so convicted by this now. Uh, honestly, Mike and I are working out things as far as like, he's, he's a lifter and, and all those things. And we're, we're doing these things. And I thought I'm disciplined in many areas of my life, but the areas I'm not disciplined in affect the discipline areas of my life. It really does hard too. Cause I love to study. Right. But if I'm so tired because I don't work out because I, you know what I mean? Cause I'm so tired. I can't study. So it affects those disciplined areas of my life. Right. Right. There's something wrong with that. And discipline is actually not bad. It's when discipline becomes your idol. Discipline becomes your identity. Discipline becomes something you strive for above the things of God to make you feel worthy. When discipline comes from God, no, I'm doing this to honor my father. I'm doing this because I want to get seek closer to God. I want to be an example for the Lord. That's the difference. Where legalism is, this is my identity. Right. You know what I mean? I And I'm working on this uh, in something that I'm writing. And that whole concept is it's not a formula. It's a procedure. Now, the difference is the formula A plus B equals C, right? So if I check the marks, I oh, pray, good, I fast, good call. I read, then I'll get this. No, good because call. now all of a sudden you're focused on the formula. Oh, if I do the formula right, then I'll get. No, think good of call. it as a procedure, yeah. right? I need to get more intimate with the Lord. How do I do that? Well, the best way to get more intimate with the Lord is actually spend time with the Lord. How do I spend time with the Lord? Prayer, fasting, scripture, <laughs> right? Discipline. It's discipline. Exactly. As you discipline yourself, I think this is so important for all of us to understand it. And this is why I'm talking about all the stimuli that comes in. How are you going to hear the voice of the Lord if your ears are always full? Ooh. <laughs> Think about it. But if we cleanse that out, if we get ourselves away from all the stimuli, we get silent with the Lord and we're patient on him, right? Don't sit down five seconds in because our, our attention span is these days. Don't get sit down five seconds later. Well, presence of God hasn't been here. So obviously he's not going to show up, man. He doesn't work on our time. He don't. And how much more is he going to try and stretch? Look, I want you to actually rest. I want you to actually commune with me. I want you to so, actually wait on me. So my wife says this all the time. You can go to a Baptist church, an apostolic church. You can go to a, a charismatic church. 
And if your heart posture is right before God, you can receive from God in any place. So I was at my parents' church and they're charismatic, but they're a smaller church and they're doing songs from 20 years ago. And I'm actually sitting there worshiping before God, remembering the words I used to sing all the time. Right. But I actually started to break down the words and I'm like, dang, well, we're crying out to God for certain things here. And I started to really receive from God this a couple of weeks ago when I was there. And it's funny because like, I always think, man, they're really traditional. They're really old school. And but if you look at the songs they're singing, it's like, dang, these are real heart cries to God. Right. And so I started to think, why? I'll be honest, I judged it, you know, but I quit. And thank you, Lord, for that. Because it's like, I look at what they do now, and it's like, no, I get it. I get why they do it. it for, for some of you say, oh, it's safe. They don't want to go to the... No, they, those songs 20 years ago are real. Like, they're real heart cries to God. And it's like, if that's their structure, that's their structure. Let them do it. Who are you to judge their structure? You don't have a church. They right. do. You can judge Pastor Todd or me or whoever all you want. Where's your church? Don't come to us with your lack fruit. Don't come to us with, I, th- I wish this was better. No, you know what you wish was better? Your walk before God. And you're trying to get us to do it. You're trying to get oh. our church to make your walk before God better. And that's wrong, folks. Ooh. And you will never find rest doing that. You won't. Because I used to do it too. Man, if this was like this, it would help me a lot more. That's bull. Dude, you should be able, you should be able to get from point A to point B in a little Pinto that's all beaten up as much as you could in a Lexus. It doesn't matter. I'm serious. You'll find something to complain about when a Lexus than you would a Pinto. Same because your heart is complaining. Is that not the heart of criticism? The heart, yes. The, the root of criticism is pride, right? Truth. But what, why am I criticizing? Because there's something I'm trying to cover up in myself. And if you start viewing your walk with the Lord like that, and say, look, why am I pointing the finger at my church and say, well, you need to do that. You need to do. Or what are you lacking and why are you lacking? Exactly. So there will be people that come up, you know, and it doesn't happen often. Thank God. But, you know, our church needs this is what our church needs to do. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, so when are you going to step up and do it? Well, not, not me. Well, then don't talk. Yeah. Or B, why are you trying to get us to do what you're supposed to do? What your heart is calling out yeah. for. Like, I, I, I can't help you with that issue. Like, I can't literally we've got a lot going on in, in the church and, and with people and their problems and issues, and which I love to deal with. But I think I fear sometimes the reason why we don't have rest is because we're not going to the Lord for it. We're depending on our church our friends or people, you know, those around us. And I think that's the dangerous part, place to be a dangerous place to be. Uh, and, 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 and it's not right before God to do. You are not walking righteously. Depending on us to do your your work, I can't do that. Because you're looking elsewhere than instead of looking to the Lord and getting closer to him. How many times have you and I gone out to speak and they say, well, you need to start talking about this. Right. And it's like, no, no, no. <laughs> you need to start talking. Yeah. about This is what I'm doing. Yep. This is what I do. Like, this is my lane. This is what God has called me to do. I'm not out there to spread conspiracy theories. I'm out there to educate and discipline the people and disciple them. Yep. That's all I'm called to do. And I will continue to do that until God says to do something else. My mission is to disciple people to be just like us. So we're duplicating ourselves. That's the mission of this ministry is to take what we know and continue to give it out there and to continue to build on truth. Just like, you know, there's just like any other ministry should do. But if you feel like that, that's what should be talked about. Then start your own thing. Then that's your mission. (laughs) You go do that. I'm not, I'm not doing that. I don't feel a, a hard pull. And if I took on your idea, you're not taking away from me what God has told me to do. You're getting and shame out of your on lane. me. Shame on me for doing that. Yeah. 
then I don't have trust in the Lord and what he's called us to do. Yeah. That's wrong. You're getting out of your lane. There's no right? rest in it. Yeah. This is where rest really begins. There's that's, no rest in it. That's a big, massive point is if you want to know how to get rest, stay in what the Lord's called you. Because as soon as you get out of that, it starts churning and churning and, and you're working against it and you're pushing and you're Truth. pulling, right? There's there's rest. The yoke is easy and the burden is light. Truth, man. Keeps on going back and back to that, right? So we could we could go all day. I think this is good. And, right. and there, there, this is definitely a conversation that can expand. Uh, but I just, I want rest, man. Like not, not to stop doing things. I'm called to work. I'm a workhorse, but right. it's, it's more of the, I noticed that my years will prolong itself if I do it God's way than my way. And I heard that for years, but I didn't get it. Cause I'm like, you don't know what you're talking about. Listen to your elders, kids. <laughs> you, they know it, what they're talking isn't about. Isn't it great when you hear the wisdom? You're like, yeah, 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 whatever. And 20 years later, you're like, you need to listen to this wisdom. You yeah. know who I really got rev from real fast was, was Joe Z. Yeah. When he took some time off. I mean, this guy was humming, dude. He had like three church campuses, I think. One in Minnesota, one in Illinois, or a couple in Illinois or something like that. He had a ministry he was traveling, speaking in. And then we left Minnesota and we didn't hear about him for a while. You know, it's like, what the heck's going on? He took like five years off and it was the Lord that told him to. Dude, this guy, you know, yeah. anointing, yeah. anointed preacher, prophetic, prophet, the whole thing. This guy really walks in it. And a uh, dear friend. And he said, the Lord told me, I can bless what you're doing, right? Or you can go with your family and I want to bless that and make that better. Basically is what he, I'm not getting it all right. But, and he took like five years off to, to, be with his family and his kids. And, and I'm sure in his heart, come on, you know, you're like, did I miss it? Did I do something wrong? Am I being punished? You know, you know, you're thinking that because he, he was growing. Yeah. Then he comes back in 2020. He feels the Lord's calling him to be social media. Look at him. He's just blown up, you know? And it's like, that is the work of the Lord. There's nothing he's doing in his own strength, except probably not sleeping because he's always so busy, but like he feels so much joy in it and so much rest in it that that's where we all should be. It's like, I trust the Lord in what I'm doing. He's telling me to do this. This is what I'm doing. I'm doing it. Ours is a different struggle. Ours has been seven and a half years. We said last night, we're going to continue to plow and push forward. We're going to continue to do what we do. Uh, it may look slim sometimes. We don't do anything. It may look hugely busy, but we're going to keep plowing the field because we can't. Our message is so timeless. It's not a, it's not an in and out type of message. It is a timeless message. Mm -hmm. So we will continue to develop things. And I think our slowing down, now is to develop the discipleship curriculums we need for people to yeah. disciple them, to, to grow them, working on books where we talked about two new curriculums now that we really need to, by the way, thank you, John, for, for one of the ideas of curriculum was to help young people going into college, the 15 top liberal questions or woke questions that get asked, how do we defeat it constitutionally and biblically mm -hmm. to give people the arguments to win back uh, uh, the people, right. To evangelize basically. And that's a whole other thing we're going to start doing. And, and it's huge, but like, it's a lot of work and Mikey and, 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 and thank God for his brain. But like, I have to step up too and be a part of all that. Like I usually trust, I know what he's doing. He can do it. But now I've got to come back in and say, no, Lord, you've given me the brain too. Mm -hmm. Now we both have to really engage this and make it fruitful. So maybe our slowing down is to slow down enough to do those things so that that message can go out instead of us always having to travel yeah. and go out, which I love to do. I, I love the people. I love, dude, the best part is laying hands on people and ministering. That is the best part. Love touring. But what if we got kids? 
what if we're supposed to raise them too? What if they're supposed to, you know what I mean? So anyways, rest. And to, to finalize that point, the, the economy of God is, is reversed. And, and I've, I've got a whole message that I'm developing on this thing. But it's, think about your time. There's plenty of really anointed people who say, the more I have to do, the more time I need to spend with the Lord. I think we tend to think, I've got all this to do. Lord, I'll, I'll shorten up my prayer time with you today because i got to get all this done. Reverse it. If you got more to do, spend more time with the Lord. Mm. He's the one who, time is just like money to the Lord. Time is of more value than money because we get a consistent amount. You get a second every drip, but you can never get it back. But how much more we need to seek the Lord if we've got more to do? And I challenge you guys, that's a facet of rest, is can you get more communion with the Lord, deeper communion, longer communion, so that he can empower you to go out and do what you need to do. Exactly. Right? No, it's good. And that's that's convicting for us <clears throat> just as much as it is for you. And guys. hopefully we started the conversation today for right. you to think about rest and what does that look like? Like, uh, I, I think about, you know, people like Carrie Booth. She always comments. She's from Canada yeah. and all the stuff going on there. And it's like, how do you find rest when your constitution doesn't back up your rights the way ours does? Now, it does in the English common law, but like they're not really holding to it. And you've yeah. got a tyrant for a prime minister how do you find rest in that? Yeah. It's you do what you can do and you leave the results to God. You be faithful in your lane. You do what you're called to do and you watch God move. What God is telling you. So faith, your lane doesn't mean comfortability. Your lane through faith is hard. Yeah, It's, it's a walk you don't know. It's the unknown. I've always said this. The Holy Spirit, when I feel he's talking to me, prompts me to do things that hurt. One, two, discipline. Three, uh, walk in the unknown, so it's a little bit scary, but it's not fearful in a fleshy sense. It's like, oh Lord, do you? It's a trust thing. I'm trusting the Lord. I'm walking out in this space, and uh, you know, it's convicting. It's really convicting, and 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 there's some revelation I'm getting. You know that that especially with self-evident, we've done well, uh, and and we think, I think to myself, is this important? Is this important enough? Uh, you know, to continue. Of course it is. We'll, we'll continue to do that. What's my role in it? What's your role in it? What are we yep. doing? And what are we really doing here? You know, I can't fix the nation. He can. I can't. Well, we can intercede for it. We can bless it. We can do that. But it's not mine to fix. It's right. his to fix. My heart is, he gave me a burden for it. So then that's all I have. Let him do the fixing. Yeah. You know, do what we're called to do and let him do the rest. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for watching. We appreciate it. Get yourself some merch. Get a shirt. He got one. Sweatshirt. I got one. Get a sweatshirt. It's cold out, especially you northern people. Us. It's, you northerners. It was only 88 degrees yesterday. But anyways, we love you. We will see you on Friday. You guys have a great week. Love you guys.